recently. Now, a man, I'm curious if he's ever given a commencement speech. I have a feeling he may have. Uh, The former uh, head of the front offices for the Jets and the Dolphins, and he joins us here weekly on Ken LeVick Alive. It's Mike Tannenbaum here on ESPN 106.3. Mike, before we dig into the Super Bowl, have you ever delivered a commencement speech before? Uh, I, I have not. I've given a few speeches in my day, but not, not on commencement day, Ken. Uh, where, do you remember your commencement speaker? Because Jeanette has no clue who hers was. Mine was former NCAA president Miles Brand, and then Stone Lebanowitz, he had a former university president. Do you remember yours? Yeah, Barbara Mikowski. She was a senator from uh, Maryland. Uh, was it transfixing? Did it inspire a young Mike Tannenbaum? No, I, I think it kind of fell short. I found it to be somewhat disingenuous. <laughs> oh, man, that is funny. Uh, and uh, you know what? That's how I felt about Miles Brand as well, Mike. So uh, uh, the uh, Mike Tannenbaum with us here on Ken LeVick Alive. So uh, I, the way that this game uh, played out, how would you describe the Super Bowl? Because for me, obviously, it was close. It was competitive, but there were also lulls. It just felt like the defense completely took over in this one to you. What was your overall feeling after watching that? You know, Ken, very similar. I thought it was a competitive game, but not maybe the most well-played game. You know, that does happen sometimes because of the stakes. Um, You know, we go back a couple weeks ago. You know, this has been just an epic and compelling offseason, postseason in terms of that Buffalo-Kansas City game was great. The championship games were obviously, you know, very, very competitive. Um, so I think the Super Bowl had a lot to live up to. There were great storylines, but I agree. Um, it wasn't the most well-played game. No, it, it just it, it was clunky. But now we have the legacy discussion, and I know that you have been all over ESPN on various shows over the, the first couple of days, and there's been discussions about Matt Stafford. We've spent a good portion of the last two days talking about a Hall of Fame case for Matt Stafford. It is very divisive. Where do you sit on Matt Stafford, the eventual Hall of Famer? Yeah, he's a uh, really good player. He's now a world champion, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Um, Long way to go. He's a guy that candidly has been somewhat disappointing until this year. So to me, as a Hall of Fame quarterback, you have to be an all-time great. Um, and clearly, he's not that yet. He could be one day, but but certainly not yet. Uh, as far as Joe Burrow is concerned, uh, I mean, he had such an incredible season, and he has brought the Bengals to heights that they hadn't seen in 31 years. Where he sits amongst AFC quarterbacks, is he at the top? Has he made the case? Who, who do you put ahead of him? Do you think he has put himself in that discussion for best AFC quarterback? Yeah, he's up there with Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Uh, It's going to be a great sort of decade when you think about those great AFC quarterbacks. You know, if I was running a team in the AFC right now and I saw that Buffalo-Kansas City game, I'd be saying to myself, like, my gosh, this bar is really, really high right now. And Herbert and Burrow, to me, have a seat at the same table. Um, 
I, I also, as we talk with Mike Tannenbaum again, former Dolphins, Jets, uh, GM here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum joins us weekly here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, when it, you, you look at the MVP of this game, I was all in on Aaron Donald. I thought that he he's the reason things got clunky, especially in the second half, because he started snuffing everything out. The plays he made, the final two uh, plays from scrimmage for Cincinnati were all world. That was the most memorable part of the game. I, I love Cooper Cup, but Aaron Donald should have been the MVP. Where do you sit on that? Yeah, I agree. Aaron Donald, to me, was the MVP. Um, look, if the Cincinnati Bengals can had an average offensive line, we'd be talking to them as world champions. Yeah. The only reason see, the Rams were even in this game was because the front seven dominated the Bengals. I mean, seven sacks. You know, if, if they have half that amount, you know, the Bengals win easily. So, I think it should have been on the defensive side, and really, you know, Aaron Donald was unblockable. You are the Rams' front office. You have seen all the rumors and heard about Sean McVay possibly stepping away. You're in charge of that front office. Uh, put yourself in those shoes. How are you talking him into staying, and do you think in your gut right now that he might walk away? Yeah, you never know. Um, you know, to me, Sean McVay, Aaron Donald, you know, the one word I'm talking to them about is legacy. Mm-hmm. And we could be certainly in the next two to three years right in this thing because we got a nucleus. That's assuming either you get Odell Beckham back or you get Von Miller back. But clearly there's a championship nucleus there. So um, it's going to be something that we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. But I think either they all come back or all of a sudden we could see an Aaron Donald retirement. We could see a Sean McVay retirement. Um, this could, to me could go either way. I have not had a chance to ask you about the Dolphins and Mike McDaniel. Your uh, just initial thoughts, and after seeing his introductory press conference and his first couple of hires here with his coaching staff, how do you feel about the hire? Yeah, I, I kind of went the way I thought it would. You know, from a standpoint, like they did a really nice job on the defensive side. You know, it was pretty known in the marketplace they were going to keep the defensive coaches, and you know. You're going to want to bring somebody in that gives Tua you know, the best chance to be successful. We saw that with Brian Dayball going to the Giants with Daniel Jones. Um, and now you just hope that Mike McDaniel can create an offense where it gives Tua the best chance to be successful. Um, and we'll see how that plays out. But clearly that, you know, from that side of the ball, that, that to me was the most important part of the hire. Is it a risk hiring Mike McDaniel? Was that a risk considering that he got no other interviews, or do the Dolphins get credit for thinking outside of the box a bit? You know, it's it's a little bit hard to say. You know, just in terms of uh, you know who gets what interviews. I mean, there were some other peculiar things, in my opinion. You know, when you look at guys like Todd Bowles. Um, Eric Bieniemy, guys that are you know really well accomplished, not maybe getting a little bit more of uh, opportunities, but you know the the most important thing is to get it right. Um, and while you're going to look at the market and see who else is getting interviews, you got to go with what you believe. And again, clearly by who they hired and his background and keeping the defensive coaches, you know, to me this was a referendum on hey, we really like our defense, we like that defense, the the coaching staff on that side of the ball. And now let's see if we can get the offense to a point where it gives this quarterback and his particular skill set the best chance to be successful. So, you know, every situation is probably going to be slightly different. 
and um, you know that's what you know work for the Dolphins in this case. And you would be you know thinking to yourself like, well, you know, whatever. There was a number of other openings. Yeah. Why did this guy get at least one other interview? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, and uh, I I find myself intrigued by him because he doesn't look or sound like what we would think of as a head coach. I definitely like that, but again, I agree with you. This is definitely a referendum on, hey, defense is good, but how in the world do we make this a competent offense? Mike Tannenbaum with us here, former man in charge of the front offices with the Jets and the Dolphins. Just a couple more here. Uh, what in God's name is happening in Arizona? Uh, it, Kyler Murray is apparently upset. He sent out a cryptic Instagram message yesterday. The Cardinals, according to Chris Mortensen, think this is going to blow over. But this is a franchise quarterback and a head coach that now there are some questions about him. How do you rectify this if you're Arizona? Yeah, you got to make it work. Kyler Murray would be the first player in this year's draft, next year's draft. Um, he's too good, too talented, too young. Ken, you got to make it work. You figure it out, and, and you go from there. So, uh, to me, um, you almost have to start recruiting in age. You know, learn from New England, learn from Green Bay, who had great quarterbacks. Recruit your own, and then you know, go from there. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the Kyler Murray thing is surprising. It seemingly sort of came out of nowhere, and we were discussing it yesterday. And I'll run this by you as well. Russell Wilson's name is always out there in trade rumors. Uh, You also have Deshaun Watson, who is always going to be in this discussion as well. But with available quarterbacks, if Kyler Murray becomes available, I made the case I'd like him because he could give you instantaneous production. And long term, he'd be a better option than Russell Wilson. And he certainly doesn't have the -the off-the-field problems like Deshaun Watson does. He would become an instant home run, try and go get pursuant three first-round picks type of guy. Well, I think any of those guys are to be candid because if you don't have them, you have no shot. You know, again, Ken, we've already talked about the AFC quarterbacks, but the way that these games are played, if you don't have one, you have no chance. Yeah. So I'd rather overpay greatness knowing that you have a shot than not. So to me, um, your point is, well, you know, Deshaun Watson's obviously pretty unique because of some of the things he's been uh, alleged to have done, which still has to play out. Um, but beyond that, you know, there's no great quarterback in this year's draft. There's Kenny Pickett, there's Malik Willis, there's Sam Howell, but it's it's a different ball game if you get one of these other guys. And I love what you said. This year's draft, next year's draft, Kyler Murray would be the number one pick. you got to make it work if you're Arizona. Mike, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, okay? All right, Ken. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Mike Tannenbaum, outstanding as always here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, again, former GM, Jets, and uh, Dolphins, and he joins us each Wednesday on ESPN 106.3.